Hi, you're with Ainsley Bullion and this is the weekly wrap on this day the 14th of October 2016. In Australian dollars, gold is sitting at 16.63 and silver at $23.13 with the Aussie dollar at 75.7. So this week saw both gold and silver up on last week, helped only in part by a slightly weaker Aussie dollar. The week started with that much-anticipated US non-farm payrolls release on Friday night, with 176,000 new jobs the expectation, the 156,000 for the month disappointed without doing so dramatically. The unemployment rate went up to 5% from the 4.9% last reported and expected again. The average hourly earnings were also short of expectations of 0.2% versus 0.3% expected and still concerningly low. In all, it was certainly bad enough to remove the ridiculous notion of a November rate rise that helped gold and silver get smashed last week, but good enough to keep the believers that a December rate hike is still in play. This was reinforced later in the week when the so-called JOLTS job openings report, supposedly Yellen's favourite employment health measure, fell sharply in August, down by 388,000 jobs to its lowest level since December last year. So no surprise then that the Fed's very own Labor Market Conditions Index fell in September from minus 1.3 to minus 2.2 when expectations, or maybe hopes, were positive 1.5. It was an otherwise uneventful week in economic data. The main show was the release of last month's Fed minutes on Wednesday night our time. The FOMC minutes of the September meeting revealed little more caution on the part of the doves than what might have been expected, but overall reinforced recent Fed speak in that overall the members felt the case for a hike had strengthened, but a majority still wanted to see more progress first. A couple emphasised caution and three actually wanted a hike in September, making the vote remarkably close for that meeting to hold. Speaking of the big price dip last week, and as we reported Wednesday, there was a lot of buying that dip as the investors jumped into exchange-traded funds, lifting global holdings to the highest since 2013. Holdings in gold ETFs rose by 9.1 tonnes to 2,046 tonnes on Friday. In another sign of the real picture behind the everything's awesome narrative, we saw this week that bankruptcy filings by US businesses jumped 38% year-on-year in September, reaching nearly 3,100 and bringing the year-to-date total to nearly 28,800 businesses going broke. That marks the 11th straight month of increases from 2015 and another reminder of what too much debt in a struggling, low-growth economy inevitably delivers. The American consumer is not cottoning on though. Household borrowing just jumped by the fastest pace in nearly a year, up 8.5% annualised. It was where it went that was concerning too. Two of the more strung out debt sectors are student and car loans, and that's exactly where a lot of this went. In a repeat of the GFC, the car loans are largely subprime, and nearly 5% of them are now more than 60 days delinquent, the highest rate in more than six years. Ratings agency S&Ps are now threatening to downgrade these loan securities. Over to Europe, and if you recall, part of the narrative behind gold and silver's falls last week was the reports that Deutsche Bank had reached a settlement with the Department of Justice for just a third of the $14 billion fine. Well, this week we learned that actually that hasn't happened and they have failed to reach any agreement. The world's most systemically dangerous bank continues to wobble. Yesterday, the Aussie dollar took a fall as awful Chinese trade figures were released. Exports were down 5.6% when a 2.5% gain was expected, and imports were up just 2.2% when 5.5% was expected. Still in China, and their central bank announced they added another 5 tonnes to their gold reserves in September. We'll catch you next week, and remember, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world.